0: What's up Frank? How are you today, buddy? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm really 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 good. We had a little everybody. Just so you guys know, we just had we were just a little rushed and we're calming down. We're coming down right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: <laughs> I'm not even sitting down at this point. Don't know that I will.
0: <laughs> and I made the worst mistake in the world, which is drinking coffee before eating, so I'm jittery, anxious, and I hate the feeling so that I'm chugging water right now because I don't I do not like feeling that way. Yeah, there's no beer on tap downstairs. I was pissed (laughs) off. Anyways, man, um, I'm excited for this. I'm really excited. Thank you so much for everybody that's tuning in right now. Um, Man, we just want you guys to know that we love you guys. We appreciate you guys so much. Don't worry. Um, We're going to step it up as far as the social media game. Um, We're going to be a lot more responsive. We just had someone... um, that reached out, that's going to be helping us with social media because, as you guys know, me and Scott also have, you know, right now full-time jobs. Well, I'm going to be honest, more than full-time jobs because of (laughs) the entrepreneur world. I work probably at least 60 to 70 hours a week. Uh, And if you don't believe me, you can message my girlfriend. (laughs) <laughs> um, and so we really do want to be here though, as much as possible for you guys. So we rented out a studio when we will be filming every single week And we're just going to have a good time and be here for you, build this community, make sure that you know that, hey, Frank and Scott are always going to be there for you. So uh, you can always tune in, catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is that you're at. Um, And we're going to have a a really, really, really good time. This next season is going to be great, right, right, Scott?
1: Absolutely. And while we're on that subject, we are currently creating a really badass app.
0: Yeah. For our podcast. Well, he's being generous. He is creating that <laughs> yeah. we. Scott is doing all of this. He's phenomenal at it. And, uh,
1: well, thank you. But when, <laughs> when you see the results, I, I think everyone's going to love it because we've talked for um, two seasons for uh, about having a support group. Mm-hmm. Um, I continuously get messaged um, through IG um, about it and so we're making it happen, and it's under construction right now. The podcast is going to be there for anyone to go, so you don't have to go to Spotify or YouTube or wherever. Yeah. Um, we're also going to have uh, rooms. We're going to have a weekly support group that's video, so like everyone can see each other, get to know each other. We'll mm-hmm. have topics. We'll let you guys pick the topics. mm mm-hmm. uh, You'll even have the ability to go into rooms and um, collaborate with each other without Frank and I even being there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to be really badass. So I'm not going to say much more about it, but just know that that's coming. And uh, so, yeah.
0: Bro, I'm stoked for that because there's nothing better than getting an ice cold beer or a nice little whiskey. And sitting down and chatting with a bunch of men that are on the same journey in life, you know what I'm saying? And are after the same goal, which is to be the best parents that we can be. So, I'm absolutely. Stoked. I'm stoked for that. I'm stoked There's to so jump many into people that have
1: requested a support group, support group, and people yeah. want to talk. And um, it'll be cool because I'm even going to make it where you can see where everybody is around mm. the country, world, wherever. Yeah. So, that's sick. It, it is awesome. It's going to be great.
0: That's so sick. That's so sick. So guys, uh, 2022, let's go. It's time to leave 2020 behind us and 2021 and look back at everything that we've went through and leave the shame, learn from the mistakes so that we grow in wisdom, um, but we're ready to kick off the year, honestly. And so today we're going to be talking about something really cool. Honestly, it's something that I myself have been struggling with lately. Um, I wouldn't say struggling. I would say facing. Because I want to have a uh, a good con- a good context or, or context around it. Yeah, facing. Yeah,
1: and it's uh, depending on what phase you are as a parent. Yeah, uh, based on really the age of your ch- child or children. Hmm. Um. So, uh, Frank just kind of threw it out right before we uh, hopped on today, and I thought it was an awesome topic and. I think you guys will too. So, Frank, kick it off.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, this is something that we are all going to face. I don't care who you are. The Rock himself is facing this right now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or whoever it is that you admire. If you don't like The Rock, we have problems. No, I'm just kidding. But for real, we do. Uh, but it idolizes getting... him. <laughs> I really do. The Rock. If you ever hear this, biggest man please crush reach out a to a heterosexual me. man. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag no homo. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so we're all gonna face this. I'm currently facing it. Scott has faced it and is probably actually about to experience another transition. I've gone through quite a few of them. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I love this, bro. I love this because you you've gone through some of this stuff. I'm currently going through some of this stuff. Whoever is listening right now, you are probably going through it or have gone through it. And this is why the support groups are going to be dope. So what the hell are you talking about, man? Let's get to it. I'm building it. I'm building the suspense. (laughs) But no, for real, this is what I love because even when the support group launches, right? And when we figure all that out and we're able to officially launch it. Like, we can discuss the things that we talk on the podcast with everybody, right? So now it's not just people are listening but participating in every single episode, which is dope. And this is something that I'm going to want to hear from people about. So this is what we're talking about. There are stages in lives that are uh, in our kids' lives that they face that we have zero control over. But it directly affects us and them. But it's just the way that they're wired. And um, what's happening right now is I'm going to be honest. Like, my little girl... She used to love spending time with me, all the time. Like, just wanted to be with Papa, Papa, Papa. And now she just turned twelve, and she's in this area. No, she just turned eleven, um, and she. God, I'm not gonna say anything. I promise, I'm a good dad. <laughs> I'm a really good dad. Uh, and so she, um, she's she's turned the age that she's turned, and things are changing. <laughs> Things are changing, and I don't like it. I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I don't like it because now she used to want to be around me all the time and, like, was just looked up to me so much. And now, slowly but surely, she's like, I want to stay with Grandma and Grandpa. And I'm like, but why? You love me, (laughs) and I love you. What's going on? You know what I mean? And she's just been wanting to, like, withdraw and distant a little bit. And obviously as a dad, it's like it drives you nuts, especially as a single parent where you're like, whoa, whoa, hold on. What, What am I doing wrong? is the first thing that comes to mind. What am I doing wrong? And that's the first thing that's come to my mind. And so I'm trying to make all of these adjustments to try and fix this issue. And then my girlfriend sends me this article and it's not an issue that I can fix. <laughs> it's just how they're wired. It is exactly how they're wired. And yes, let me give you a little bit
1: of advice uh, slash, um, what's the word? Um, uh, Insight. Mm-hmm. So, I remember when my mini me wanted to do everything wanted to dress like me. He wanted to go wherever I went. Uh, we went to Top Golf once, dressed exactly the same. I was wearing a white so belt, sick, and he had to have a white belt. Uh-huh. So I literally took my only other white belt and I cut it so he could wear it. That's and sick like little memories like that you cherish. Yes. Got it on video camera, everything. Yeah. And I look back and I'm like, "Man, look how cute and cool you were." <laughs> and you wanted to be just like me. Yeah. Which made you even cooler, <laughs> exactly. bro. Exactly. <laughs> but and it makes you as a parent feel cool. Yes. Not like cool like I am cool. No, it but made, like you're a, it g- makes you feel good.
0: Like you're a, like it like, makes you feel like, "Dang, I'm a good dad."
1: Yeah. <laughs> I got I got this little this little little creature that looks up to me that wants to do yes. what I do how I do it and so I don't I don't want to be cliche but enjoy that these yes. these little seasons or phases of life with your children and for those of you who have multiple kids it's uh, you probably understand a lot more than I so we only have one one child each so but. Mm-hmm.
0: Man, I'm so amped up on coffee right now. Bro, me too. I'm, I'm trying to, sit, down, I'm trying down, to learn y'all. how to breathe right now. <laughs> and it's supposed to happen naturally for the human body. Um So yeah. le- let me jump into this then real quick because it's going to hit on exactly what you just said. So this article, I'm just going to read bi- bits and pieces of it. And what we'll actually do is we'll link it on our story on Instagram uh, because now you can drop links on there and people just tap it and it sends them directly to it. So if you want to... Uh, Read this article then check out our instagram the day of the um, actually i'll put it in a highlight also on the instagram page So it'll be saved there Um, So you can access it whenever you want to read the full thing But look check this out. This is what this is what the article says It says parents vastly underestimate how closely they are observed and how constantly they are evaluated by their child In the vanity of their superior position parents prefer to think they know the child best That hurts (laughs) because that's implying that we don't know them best. And perhaps this is for the best. Otherwise, being the object of such keen and relentless scrutiny might make parents too self-conscious for their own effort. And so this is what it goes into, right? It says that, The child from the ages of eight and nine admires, even worships parents for the capabilities of what they can do and the power of approval that they possess. The child wants to relate on on parental terms, enjoy parental companionship, and imitates the parents wherever possible, just like you've just said about Riley and my little girl when she would follow me up on stage when I had my guitar. The child wants to be like, and to be liked by these adults, we are mostly positively evaluated, assuming they are not damaging or dangerous to, to live with. So in other words, our childs are evaluating us and checking us out and worshiping everything that they that we do and wanting to be like us, right? So now, this, this is what it goes on to say, and this is where it kind of sucks a little. This is where I'm at. <laughs> this is the, the transition that I'm in. It says, now comes adolescence beginning around ages 9 to 13, which is right where my little girl is, uh-huh. and parents get kicked off the freaking pedestal. I threw in freaking. That's my translation. <laughs> in the girl and boy's childhood, they could do no wrong. Come adolescence, it seems they can do no right as a parent. What, what, has, what has caused this sudden fall from grace? Have parents changed? No, but the child has, and with cause. To begin the separation from childhood... That starts adolescence, the young person has to reject some of the old lifestyle that branded him or her as a quote unquote child, thus freeing up growing room for the journey to independence ahead through attitude and actions. The young person is saying, I no longer want to be defined and treated as a child anymore. So.
1: You guys could read this article Mm -hmm. uh, in full, but. I'm gonna interject right there, yeah, and because I I remember to a T like and and it's what for my son when he went from uh, fifth grade to sixth grade from elementary school to middle school is what we call it here in Texas anyway yeah um which is sixth seventh and eighth grade he didn't know so much of these things in life existed. When he was in fifth grade, he gets to middle school and boom, all of a sudden there's clicks yeah. that of a people there's this guy's cool. Cause he's in this sport and that sport yeah. and all these variables come into play that they had no idea existed. Yeah. So they're dealing with like all these new weird things they didn't know about before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when we try to, you know, be involved, they're like, shut up. It's like they want to figure it out themselves. So they push us away. Nothing we can say, nothing we can do. And trust me when I say this, it is not your fault unless you're just a really shitty parent. But I I think people that listen to this are not bad parents. Yeah, exactly.
0: The simple fact that you're searching out resources like this needs to comfort you in knowing if you're listening to this that – you're not a bad
1: parent. The fact, yeah, if you're listening to this, you are not a bad parent, or you are trying to become and improve as a parent. So, mm-hmm. either way, you guys rule. But it's not your fault because I, re- God, I remember it like it was yesterday when he, when he turned that corner and went from that, you know, everything's awesome with dad to. Mm-hmm. Just, Get out of my room. No, I don't want to talk about what ha- what happened today. Da 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 da. So you have to do different things. And one thing I did um, to try and be cool, dad, still, yeah, was reach out and I started telling him stories of when I was in sixth grade, seventh grade, mm-hmm. and I got I busted out my yearbooks, which was one really cool thing I remember doing. That's sick. And and I I. I, you can see, like, what everybody wrote in the you know, you, you hand them around, everyone writes, I Have a kick ass summer, dude. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And man, it brought back so many memories. And I like drew, you know, pitchforks going in the principal's face and stuff like that. <laughs> and, you know, did all these things, but, but I was able to, like, I'd forgotten about most of it. Yeah. And most of the people, even. And it brought back so much, so many memories for me, but it, also got me on his level, mm-hmm. right? of thinking. And so he's like, "Man, I get, you know, I get that. I get that. I get that." Yeah. Because I'm talking about exactly where he is in life. Mm. So just one one thing you can do, one of many, is break out the yearbooks or things that you did at that age. Yeah. That if you were a cool at that age, like <laughs> I was. <laughs> And, and you draw pitchforks to the principal's face and you talk about how you got suspended and yada, yada, yada. But, um, you know, uh, he was able to relate and it, it made us get uh, become closer. And the cool thing is, and, and this is totally, to- I'm being totally honest when I say this. He asked me three times from the uh, initial time. Yeah. If, hey, can we
0: look at your yearbooks again? That's cool. You wanna hear the story? Bro, that's so true cuz till this day I love hearing my dad's stories. Yeah. Because it makes him real. It, yeah. I'm like I'm like dog. Exactly. You Okay, so cool story for you guys of my dad. My dad once knocked out a dude with a lime. With a, and I thought he was full of it, okay? Like threw it at him? Yes. So my dad used to play baseball and have you you've met my dad, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, massive hands. The man has massive massive hands. But so he was at a bar in Mexico drinking outside, right? Because whatever, and some dude comes up from behind him, sucker punches him, and thought he hit the right the right guy, but it was the wrong guy. And my dad was drinking a Modelo, and on his other hand, he had a lime and he was softening it up, getting it ready so that he could cut it because he would just cut the top of it, right, and then just squeeze a little into his beer, and then oh, okay. the next beer he got, squeeze a little bit more, <laughs> right. And so he had the lime and he was playing with it. Hispanics are so resourceful. <laughs> And he gets decked, sucker punched, and the dude realizes, oh, that's not him. And my dad reacts and starts chasing the dude. Well, the dude was so fast that my dad couldn't catch him. So out of frustration, my dad plants his feet, launches a lime, hits the dude right square in the back of the neck, and knocks him out. I did not believe my dad when he told me that story until family members came from Mexico and they started telling the story without my dad ever bringing it up. And I was like, and then that happened with multiple stories. But I, it's so true. I love hearing those stories. And now at, like, family parties or even when I'm just with my dad, I'm like, dude, tell me another story. Like, I want to I hear more because it makes me, like, relate. Exactly. And so I, I love that example. And this is what the article says. This should be really encur- encouraging to all of us. When it comes to how those on the receiving end evaluate our parenting, we were never as good as our children wanted to believe. Or as bad as our adolescents frequently complained that we were. Mostly we turned uh, outperforming about as well as one young adult, after some hard reflection, explained, My parents weren't perfect, more of a mix, but I've decided that's okay. After all, I wasn't perfect either. This is what they eventually will get to, right? Which is, I think, where we're all at. Like, dang, my dad wasn't perfect. But he tried the best that he could. And I appreciate that. And then it says this at the end at issue is not parents necessarily agreeing with the young person's assessment. So even if you don't agree with them treating you this way, that's not the main issue here. But just accepting that the evaluation rings true of their grown child. In other words, this is what he's growing through. This is why he's, and just understanding and accepting that that's what's happening and that we aren't causing it. Because I think we make it about us sometimes. And that's why we suffer as parents, right? I think the episode on how to stop suffering, it's stop making it mean something about yourself because anytime it means something about me, I suffer. So my little girl's been changing because she's supposed to. And I've been suffering because I've been like, what am I doing to cause this rejection from this little girl that I love so much? But I didn't cause it. Nature caused it her brain is causing it making room for the next season in her life is causing it and that makes me feel so much better and now i'm not gonna get offended when she's like no i don't want to stay with you like i'm just gonna try and be more relatable and try and spend time with her and have fun doing it and not let it get to me and just brush it off
1: i i learned to take those you know like i'm gonna go to my cousins i want to go with my grandma yeah uh cool. Now I got
0: some free time for me. I love that. You flip in the script on it. Exactly. God, yeah.
1: And I'm most of the time I'm like, I don't even know what to do with myself. Cause I never have free time. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm like, let me call. Oh yeah. I forgot. How did I have that no friends mm. <laughs> that aren't married with kit? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I have a few, you, you guys know who you are. Both of you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, man, it's it, I, um, I I just kind of looked at it as as, as, yeah. as as Scott time, so um there, there's just a lot of things that that you're going through, and, mm-hmm. and there's also a lot of things you're going through that I can't relate to because I have a son and you have a daughter, yeah, and vice versa. And, and my little
0: girl's on like the autistic spectrum, right? And well. you have
1: uh, a daughter with you know some special issues, and uh, she's she's
0: autistic, right? Yeah, she's I, I th- she's like on the low end, and I believe it's Asperger's. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all all that jazz. So it's a a little bit different. But what's crazy is even with her having that, she's still walking through this. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't affect this stage, which is is crazy to think because you would think, oh, maybe it would like not happen. So now I'm like, dang it, man. (laughs) All all I'm thinking is like, I just want you to cuddle with me again. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But it should be encouraging to anyone who's listening to this right now that. You're not the cause of it. Your parenting isn't causing it. It's a normal stage in life. And that brings comfort to me because if I can't control it, then that means I just have to run with it and roll it and make the best out of it. And if I can't control it, it means I'm not causing it.
1: Yeah. And you know I I would say key word here, empathy. Yeah. Empathize. Like how you know when you were that age, mm-hmm. I know if my parents told me this, this or this gonna go one in one ear and right out the other mm-hmm. so I don't even bother man yeah it's like I'm not gonna tell him this this because he's just gonna get more frustrated yeah. or be like all right I'm gonna block you out dad and not listen to things that I want him to listen to mm-hmm. by telling him just the normal BS stuff that he's not gonna listen to because yeah. I I know I wouldn't have yeah you know?
0: well th- think about it this way this is what I told literally one of my clients because they were being too pushy in a relationship. And we can be too pushy as parents, too, trying to connect. It's in the word pushy. If you're too pushy, you push them away. (laughs) It's literally in the action that we're taking. And so it's exactly what you just said. Don't be too pushy. I learned to not be too pushy, which then lets them have the freedom that they need to make their assessments, whatever this article is saying that I do not like, but it's happening, and gives them the opportunity to come back and... And chat whenever they're ready, and gives you the opportunity to build something, to create friendships, to create relations, to have hobbies. You know what I'm saying? And well, you know, I I, I
1: don't know if I should share this or not, but I will. Um, <laughs> I I'm the way I am with my son is I'm very open with him. From, yeah. the, from the time he could walk, talk, listen, comprehend, I I instilled in him always be honest with me and i will always have your back yeah that's it Period. the end that's so good and the uh a few it was about a month or i don't know uh, r- fairly recent he said dad i almost tried pot this weekend
0: that's awesome so how many 15 year old it's not awesome that he's going to try pot no, it's but, awesome that he told you but
1: how many 15 year old yeah uh, kids go to their dad and say hey i almost tried pot and it's like i didn't get mad I said, well, tell me about the scenario. And I'm like, I'm not dumb. I know you're going to have opportunities. Just tell me." the best thing I can do is tell you to think Mm -hmm. about the results of your actions before you do them. Yeah. That's the best advice I could possibly give him. Yeah. I'm not saying, hey, it's okay to go do pot or whatever. Just think. If you do it are you somewhere where you could get in trouble mm. are you somewhere safe are you uh, around close friends are you with people you're trying to be friends with yeah. or you know there's so many scenarios that could come into play and i'm not going to be dumb and say you know he's never going to do it mm-hmm. but i have to be open to the idea that he's going to anyway so at least think about this and this and this and what could happen if you do it while you're driving around in a car with three friends yeah, or, you know, exactly. Or if you were at somebody's house and their parents weren't there and you guys are just chilling, playing video games or something, that's, I'd rather that than them driving around or, you know, hiding out or being at a party or doing something like, you know, yeah. so exactly, I, I just, uh, in a very, Smooth way, Mm -hmm. try to get him to just think about what could happen, and
0: yeah, dude, I love that because you know what you did you created an emotionally safe environment for your son. That's that's literally all you did, which allows him to come to you with whatever it is that he's going through because he feels like it's a safe place, and so that gives me a great idea. The next episode, let's talk about how to create an emotionally safe environment because. I have a lot of good practical things on that, right? And I know you do too because you're you've literally done it. That is evidence that you've done it. How many parents would love for their kid to come to not not love for them, but love the act of them trusting them so much that they're like, "Dude, dad, I uh I almost tried a drug" or "Hey, um I'm really kind of wanting to have sex with this person." <laughs> what do you what do you think about right. that? You know what I mean it's like that's, those are conversations that if we're not having them with our kids, who is? The world. You want the world to raise your kid or you want to raise your kid? You know what I'm saying? I want my voice to be the most influential voice in my daughter's life. I
1: can't, I, as do
0: I and yeah. as does everybody exactly. Listening. And I can't wait for that next
1: episode because all these things are coming to me right now. Like, oh, man, yes. I, I can't wait to talk about this and this and this because I've had the sex talks. I've had the drug talks. I've had the yeah. when this happens and that happens and yeah. so on and so forth. It's going to be a good good episode.